You are listening to the Campus Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Dinah Jansen. Each Wednesday on CFRC 101.9 FM in Kingston, I welcome a new guest from Queen's University to discuss news, issues, upcoming events, initiatives, and services for the benefit of Queen's students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Thanks for tuning in to this podcast, and we hope you enjoy the episode. And welcome to Campus Beat. On September 16th, the Isabel Bader Center for the Performing Arts at Queen's University announced its fall concert lineup and its Imagine Online Arts Festival. With us to chat about this exciting arts and culture news in our community is Trisha Baldwin, director of the Isabel. Welcome back to CFRC, Trisha. Oh, thanks. It's so great to be here. (laughs) (laughs) And it's wonderful to always hear about the great programming happening at the Isabel. Congratulations on the launch of a new fall season. So uh, before launching into that fall lineup and the Imagine Online Arts Festival, Tricia, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your role at the Isabel? Sure. I'm the director of the Isabel, and I'm also an adjunct lecturer for the MA in Arts Leadership Program, which I help co-create with the dance school. Fantastic. And really, what is it about arts that you love so much? Well, my first love is music. So I grew up with music and I used to be a clarinetist and played with the National Youth Orchestra and and then um, started to work behind the scenes in the arts, but it just makes my heart glow. It means so much to me and I love working with artists and I love working with arts workers. Um, At the Isabel, we have the most amazing team of people who are dedicated, enthusiastic, have a great sense of humor and just kind of reach for the stars. And so I don't know, just all my value systems are just glow there. Fantastic. How wonderful. So Tricia, let's jump right into the fall concert lineup at the Isabel. Tell us what's happening and what excites you most? Well, it's been really interesting during COVID because um, during COVID, we basically asked ourselves, what can we do during COVID where a lot of art centers just closed down? And so we said, what can we do? Well, we can stream, we can record, we can help artists create new works. And so it's actually been a really busy time, but a very growing time as we had to grow our equipment, grow our expertise, but we have a great tech team that just leaped in. You know, they talk about the COVID pivot, we did the COVID leap <laughs> and they stepped into the new world and basically COVID brought the future forward. And the arts are now a multi-platform world where we share our arts on multiple platforms. The live will always be at the center, but now we're not constrained by geographic boundaries and can share around the world. And when we converted our, our national cello competition, we ended up um, reaching people all around the world. And it was great to see um, viewers from Tanzania um, and uh, just everywhere around the world we were able to reach. And so that's what we've been doing. And we heard so many bad recordings on Facebook. So we really looked and said, we want our online um, 
concerts and presentations to be just as good as our live. And we wanted that high fidelity sound. And the secret to that was to make sure that we were capturing the beautiful source sound of the musicians. So we explored software and hardware and and um, a, a lot of technical issues um, to, to deal with in order to get that great, um, great, great sound. And fortunately, our tech director, Aaron Holmberg, um, was uh, the tech director, or um, sorry, a recording engineer for the Tragically Hip for 13 years. So he is an ex expert audio person. So we, we basically say at the Isabel, we're a bunch of audio nerds and we want the sound to be great. So on with this season, that inspired us. And so right now it's pretty hard with the arts because um, we're constrained um, in a 500 seat to only have around 60 people allowed in the performance. So we said we want to share it further. So we also have all our concerts online for free for anybody just to enjoy them wherever they are in the world. And so we'll be reaching out to Queen's alumni. And um, so everybody around the world can enjoy what's happening at the Isabel. And so I think one of the great things that we did in, in terms of turning ourselves into this wonderful arts incubator is um, work with the Griffin Trio and the Echo uh, Memories of the World project. And the Griffin Trio is working with creator Allison Mackay, the head of Indigenous Arts at the BAM Center, uh, Rai Moran, who um, is now working at UVic, who was the archivist for the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, Sami artists from Norway, Nordic Voices, um, uh, libraries um, such as the Imperial Library in Vienna and um, the Manuscript Library in Timbuktu in Mali. And they were exploring how do we pass on knowledge to the future and that whole concept of different kinds of knowledge keeping and knowledge sharing. And so they're coming to the Isabel for a whole week to create and they've got We've got about 10 people coming in from all around um, the world and across Canada to uh, do the first workshop and the creation of this monumental work. And then we're going to do a workshop performance that will be shared online as well as people can um, see it in person. And it's so exciting right now to be part of creativity. And I think in terms of the future of the arts, investing in creativity and having the creators and musicians and artists all in the same room is extremely important. So I think if I was looking forward uh, to one thing in this season, that that new work and the whole creative process, I think is pretty thrilling. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing with us. So I'd like to hear a little bit more. Uh, you mentioned uh, the Memories of the World live workshop performance. So what is a live workshop performance? How is this different from any other performance? Well, it's, it's being part of um, the creative process because I think for a while, uh, you know, in the latter part of the 20th century, century and the early part of the century, we were separating creators from artists. And so um, somebody would be commissioned to create a new work, they created it at home and then mail in the score and then the artist would play it. I'm oversimplifying it, but um, there wasn't as much interaction. So we said, what can we do to deepen the creative process? Because if we go back in time, you look at Haydn was working with his orchestra and created 104 symphonies and Bach with all his cantatas every week, he's working with the choir. So putting the artists and um, the creators in one room and 
in, you can't do fast food with arts creation. You act like it needs to actually like good wine. It has to age over time. So the first workshop is after their first residency of creating, and it may take two to three years to create this work. So we're just seeing their first ideas come to fruition. And so all the ideas will not have gelled because they've just started working together, but it's really wonderful to see all this creativity bubbling. And, and so you're not, as an audience member, expecting to be the finished product at all, but you're just saying, hey, what are they thinking about right now? What are their ideas they're, they're exploring? <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you so much for teasing that out for us. So now let's hear more uh, from you about the Imagine Online Arts Festival. What is this festival and how was it inspired? Well, when we um, were looking at what we could do for artists, um, artists lost a lot of work. They lost their work during COVID. So first we're saying, how can we support artists during this time? So they needed to be paid for their work, but they also needed to create. So in the post-pandemic world, they were going out into the post-pandemic world with new new and inspired and enriched um, works um, that it's just have that sense of creativity and also during COVID be able to keep up their relationships with their audiences and fan base and presenters. And so we created the Imagine um, project at the Isabel with the support of the Ballet Tobin Foundation to actually enable people to create new works here. And they did audio recordings, high fidelity audio recordings and video. And we now have 4K cameras, so high definition um, film, um, as well as uh, just um, artist residencies to create new works and, and some really imaginative um, arts education initiatives online. And so for the Imagine Festival, we've got excerpts of the works of the 24 artists who are actually um, creating works at the Isabel over the last eight months. We're just gonna hear some samples of, of their work. And, and I think it's pretty wonderful to be able to do that. And, and also to make sure the musicians are paid for their work and, um, and that they can walk away with this high fidelity recording and high definition filming for their own social media and websites and, and talking to presenters for their future tours. Um, so it, it's been very inspiring and, and such happy artists just to be able to play together. And with all the COVID constraints, you know, we had mylar screens around singers and all sorts of um, interesting um, setups that we needed to do. But, you know, the great thing in the arts, you get stubborn. You say, well, how do we do it then? Rather than nothing can be done, how can we do it and keep everybody safe and sound? So, so this festival, we, it's over seven days um, during the fall and grouped into Kingston, India, India and we've got the... Um, uh, classical um, day and we've got a jazz day and um, a theater and dance day. So uh, it's been very wonderful um, to actually group all of these together and, and ask the artists um, for their favorite works of what they wanted to present. And I look at um, the wonderful work, John Burge, who's a, a professor at the Dance School of um, Drama and Music, uh, created a new work called uh, The Flight uh, 752 Elegies about the, the crash of the plane. And, um, 
uh, that was just uh, killed so many people. And so he worked with Sadaf Amini, a wonderful, wonderful virtuosic uh, centaur player here in Kingston and uh, the Kingston Chamber Choir to create a, a new work. And then Sadaf, being that virtuoso player, also worked with Melos um, ensembles, um, a period um, instrument ensemble and period performance ensemble to create um, the Iberian triptych where East meets West. <laughs> and so all a lot of different cultures have been represented. And you know, when we look at the arts, what are the disruptive forces? Well, COVID is one of them but also the digital revolution in our multi-platform world. So not just putting a camera at the back of the, the hall, but creating for the medium in which it's going to be received. And also EDII, equity, diversity, inclusion, and indigenization to make sure that what we are doing is representative of the community and, and um, the citizenship of Canada and the citizenship of the world. And so um, we had a lot of different cultures um, participate as well as a lot of disciplines and some of the greatest creativity right now is happening between artistic disciplines and, and between different cultural traditions and um, I, I think the arts are going to be playing a very very um, big role in creating a more equitable society by having these voices that, that are a breath of fresh air of this diversity of voices out there. Wow wow thank you. So why is it, again, if we can dig in a little bit further, why is it so vitally important for the Isabel to serve the community as an arts incubator, in your view? I think creativity is the future of the arts. And um, we, we got in um, the arts world in a somewhat logistical mode of, okay, here's the presenting, here's a schedule, here's the budget, here's the repertoire. And we, we needed actually to stop and smell the roses again. And to invest in that creativity will basically be the future of the arts. And so that's what we're trying to do. And in Kingston specifically, we have the most amazing musical community here and the most amazing indie bands here. It's like there's music in our DNA. Um, and so many different disciplines that that's the case. And so to have that talent incubator when there, there is this true talent here, that's, I think, really, really important. And um, kind of share our Kingston voice with the world. And that's what we can do with helping people stream and record and, um, and film. Now, let's learn a little bit more about how these projects are supported. You mentioned the Bally Tobin Foundation, for example. Let's learn more. Well, we wanted to make sure that the musicians um, were, were given some money for their creation um, period because they lost a lot of work. And so we talked to Joan Tobin at the Ballet Tobin Foundation and Joan, through her foundation, has been supporting Kingston artists at the Isabel to underwrite up to 75% of the cost of a Kingston artist um, performing at the Isabel um, through their granting process. But you know, with a lot of the public performances shut down. So we've got another idea and this is really gonna help Kingston artists. And so she gave a generous gift to enable all these projects to be um, created. And we, we um, contributed some money, she contributed some money. We just, I always find the financial side is actually not so hard to work out when you have a, a great idea that's very meaningful. And so just 
through rejigging our own budget, we found ways to support it and she found ways to support it. And that's what we ended up doing. And um, it's just, you know, that virtuous circle when, when people want to help each other. And that's, that's what happened. And to have just so many new ideas come into play. And I know there was one player that came in and had very specific ideas. I, I just want to report and I'm going to report in the lobby. We said, well, sure, but you could, we'll, we'll film you in the lobby, but why don't we do some really interesting lighting and come on into the concert hall? So we darkened the entire concert hall and there's just one bright life from above. So this light was like the, this light of heaven. And she played this solo work and it was so dramatic. And then she said, well, I, I was thinking maybe the Art Media Lab and um, this Norwegian piece. And we said, well, let's look at the public domain images. And so we got these wonderful photos that to have behind her. But all this creativity was happening together, you know, and that in, instead of like, what, what am I going to do next um, week? And what do I need to practice? All of a sudden, to just be able to try different things and take artistic risks. And it was wonderful to see people just open up and not say, oh, it's just got to be perfect for this performance. But no, let's try this. And, you know, they didn't like the video. They won't, they won't show it. But, you know, sometimes I remember my clarinet teacher when I was um, studying in California he had me play way louder he kept saying no louder 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 uh, because I was shying off on a particular passage and then he said now play it the way you think and because I'd gone beyond a limit I actually went much further than I did when I was trying to back off from a difficult um, passage and so this is the same thing of, of really broadening one's own creative palette, but also taking artistic risks again. And that's, I, I think, the real advantage of an artistic residency, because you, you open it up and just because you've got a culture of conversation with everybody participating, how about this, how about that, rather than a score just being mailed in, all of a sudden, everybody has ownership of that, that creation process. <laughs> Okay. Wow. All right. Now, Tricia, where can we where can we learn more information about the fall lineup? Uh, uh, where to get concert tickets and uh, free Imagine Online Arts Festival performances? Where where can we learn more? Well, we just um, you just need to go onto the Isabel website. So it's queensu.ca/theisabel. And um, you'll be able to um, go onto our site and um, get um, the link to buy um, tickets for the live concerts or the link to go onto our digital concert hall. Alternatively, you could just look up Isabel Digital Concert Hall and you'll be able to um, actually find information there. And um, we're also going to be streaming on our Facebook site as well. So just go on Facebook and look up um, the Isabel Bader Center for the Performing Arts. And um, you can uh, catch the performances on Facebook. And we'll all be there commenting and typing at the speed of light as people are making comments. And um, um, we love that that whole kind of sense of community where everybody is, is talking together. And I know um, we've been doing in the irony of... Um, all this isolation during um, this pandemic is all the collaborations that have happened. And we work with um, over 20 
organizations across North America, streaming from the Isabel to from Houston to Yellowknife and Orcas Island to St. John's, Newfoundland. But the sense of community when everybody gets together and somebody's saying hi from St. John's and hi from Gross Point, Michigan, it's, it's pretty amazing the sense of community that happens online as well. Oh, wonderful. Anything else to add before we close today, Tricia? I'm just grateful to all the artists who just went for it and for our, our tech team and, and all and our operations team who threw their hearts and souls into this period. It's a, a very, very moving. Fantastic. Folks, we've been chatting with Trisha Baldwin, Director of the Isabel Bader Centre for the Performing Arts right here at Queen's University, all about the Isabel's outstanding fall concert lineup and this innovative and free Imagine Online Arts Festival commencing October 7th. Trisha, thank you so much for joining us once again here on CFRC. Oh, such a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this podcast produced at CFRC 101.9 FM at Queen's University, situated on the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples and brought to you by the generous support of the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Science.